0: Welcome to the Chelsea of Good Cheer podcast. My name is Chelsea and I'm your host. I'm also a heartbroken mom on a journey to find cheer, spread cheer, and continue to live with cheer in my life after the sudden and tragic death of my precious son, Baylor. Follow along with me every other week to gain a glimpse into the heart and mind of a grieving mom. everyone, welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to episode number three. And in today's episode, we're actually going to go back in time to March of 2023 when I had a recording session about some pretty sad stuff. In this episode today, you're going to need to grab some tissues because it's sad. And there was a couple of things that I brought up in the podcast that I feel like I just need to explain a little bit about. In case you don't know me, um, there's a part that I'm talking about us moving or me being in a house and very thankful that I'm going to be at the same property and the same land. So currently we are building a new house on our property and then we're going to tear down the current house that we live in right now and the house that we lived in with Baylor. And so in this episode I kind of talk about how thankful i am that i will get to stay in this my favorite place which is this property but we will get new fresh walls and a new house to kind of kind of have a clean happy slate and so that is some something you're going to hear from the podcast today and then the other part i did mention about legal stuff and just to kind of clear anything up or avoid confusion So we decided to get lawyers involved after Baylor died because we didn't have many answers about how he died. Of course, we knew that he was very sick with E. coli and HUS, but the way he died, there was just a lot of questions and concerns about the care that he received on the day that he died and actually the days leading up to the day that he died. And I think we just needed answers and we about what happened with Baylor that final day. It wasn't until we were able to look over a lot of the um, expert medical reports that we received from our legal team. That's when we actually found out, you know, a little bit more of what happened with Baylor in those final hours because the hospital wasn't very forthcoming with anything about that. So that chapter has closed for us, um, and it does feel good, but I did during this podcast when I was recording. I think there was a lot of stress around what was going to happen with all the legal stuff. It is March 21st. Tuesday, Baxley is napping. The boys are at school. Um, I guess I'm just going to give a little bit of an update on life and then I just want to like spill a couple things that have just been kind of going around and around in my head. One of the things I love about this podcast or whatever this is going to be um is I keep saying is when I'm being a mom on a daily basis and just everything when I think about things in my head, um just grieving stuff, Baylor stuff, anything revolving around the trauma and legal stuff. I just feel like it bounces around in my head like a hundred ping pong balls. And then I'm also just trying to do life in the most cheerful way that I can. And I feel like I never complete a thought, which doesn't feel good. It just kind of rolls around in your brain over and over. I don't always have time to like just jot down a bunch of notes. Sometimes I do in my phone, but... Like I don't always have like a journal on hand to just like write down a bunch of thoughts. So I feel like this podcast is like when I have reoccurring feelings or thoughts in my head, this is the time for me to spill. I have to like find the perfect moment where I feel vulnerable enough to sit down and have a moment, like a sad moment. I also don't really want to take time away from being with Benson he's about to go to kindergarten and you know so I always have to find the perfect moment I'd love to be able to like dedicate a time each week to do this but it's just kind of like whenever I feel like it and I have a hot second to do it I'm doing it one of the things that I'm just also feeling sad about is I've really loved this house because Baylor was here and the memories I have of him are so vivid in this house which are which is a good thing and a bad thing but um To think that I can still be on this property, but also have, like, a fresh set of walls is, like, huge. Um, It just feels like that could be really good for me. But also, like, I have a special place in my heart for, um, like, our front yard. We're just,
1: like, I can never, I never want to forget Baylor running around barefoot. It's just a special everything. Anyway, I kind of want to just,
0: like, jump around to, like, my most thought about things this week. One being, um, I feel like lately at therapy, our um, therapist has kind of recommended Nick and I start praying together just for each other and for things we want, you know, out of anything, out of life, out of this specific legal thing, this specific moment in life, different choices that we're going to have to make. Yeah, so I think we want to, you know, that's something we are trying to work on. But also, I want to start praying and being more intentional with my prayers, like very specific. I feel like the more I lean into God, the more I feel comforted by him. Because I remember in the beginning of this grief journey, I remember saying out loud many, many, many times, I'm feeling zero comfort from God. And it didn't feel good, Um, but I don't know if I was really, like, leaning into him for comfort. And I feel like that's kind of changed, and it's been really, really good. One of the things I had mentioned this week is there's a lot of things that you can do when you're feeling sad just to, like, pick you up. Because we have been told, like, you can't be sad all the time. I mean, you can, but it's kind of a choice. You can do things to distract your mind and, you know, m- m- you can just focus on the things that make you really happy. Going to my kids' sports, like my kids are really into sports right now. And so it's something that brings me so much joy. So even though we're so busy and as long as they want to continue, it makes me really happy to go watch them, to just be a part of that. It's It's incredible other things going out with my girlfriends like it's one of my things where I feel like I'm not constantly reminded of Baylor in those moments being at home with my kids I think about him all the time and so to be out with my girlfriends that was like a time that was the same when Baylor was still alive like I would go out with my friends if I ever got a hot minute and it was fun and so that has like been such a steady thing for me because it was the same thing as before Baylor died to now um uh you know just watching tv like my Bravo shows that kind of distracts me from the moment and I'm focused on someone else's drama and I like that so there's different things that you can do to just kind of like make yourself happy like little pick-me-ups but the problem with those things is that they don't last like So awesome. Like I went out on Saturday with my girlfriends. We had like a mom's night out. It was so fun. But then the next morning, like I just didn't feel like fulfilled enough. Like in the past, if I got a girl's night out, you know, just a moment away from my kids and just to kind of like let loose and just have fun and just talk with my friends I would feel so refreshed and like ready to tackle a whole nother week with the kids and like running them around and sports and cooking and you know making dinner and all this stuff so but now I just feel like I have to work so much harder to help my heart like continue on and so it's just hard and it's not fun to like have to work so hard to like please yourself and make yourself happy but so those are some things that I do just in the moment to like a quick pick me up sadly it's almost like a drug like I need a little fix because I'm feeling really down I'm either gonna watch my bravo shows I'm going to go out with my friends I'm going to watch my kids at sports hopefully um sleep is yeah a nap but like I used to be a crazy napper um and now I just my mind can't settle until I'm beyond exhausted and then I just cash it in for the night um So those are just a couple things right off the top that I love to do. But when I think about it, it's just sad to me that I have those easy go-to things that will make me feel better in the moment. But then when those things are done, I don't feel as refreshed as I thought I would. And I'm always like still searching for something else. Like I'm searching for more. Right now is the first time that I've understood that people who are grieving crave God and faith and learning about heaven and reading about heaven, really any kind of hopeful message, Bible verse, podcast, anything I can listen to or read about, that's where I'm feeling I'm getting like most fulfilled. And it's actually so crazy to say because from the beginning, when I was saying to myself over and over, I'm feeling zero comfort from God. It, it has totally changed. It's like really the only comfort that I'm feeling that lasts. Now, I don't always have a lot of time or energy to like stay up reading and or I don't really always have the time to like go on my walks where I listen to podcasts and can kind of like really think about it and, and grieve with it. But when I do, it fulfills me for longer than all those other things. And that right now has been been – positive for like my grief journey my heart just needs more of God and not more of those other things those other things are incredible and necessary for me watching my Bravo shows maybe not but like having time with friends and that's so good for my soul too but really what's going to make me happy or cheerful or like be able to like go on with this life of grief um, for the long haul is my relationship with God. The other thing I wanted to just kind of splurt out, um, splurt, I don't even know if that's a word, um, blurt out and spill in combination is about my bluebird um, sightings it is just like the weirdest thing. One of the things that I felt, Before Baylor died, we've had other people die, grandparents, older people that we've known, and we used to have so many cardinals on our property. Out the window, you'd see them, and we'd love to watch them. I truly feel like Baylor loved watching the cardinals out our window. We have like a bench by our window, and we would all just like stand there and watch the birds. And I remember one time my mom was here, and we were talking about, we called the bird by a name of someone we knew that had passed away, an old grandparent friend that we have. And we kind of just told the kids that sometimes if we see a red cardinal, it can remind us of people that are in heaven. And it was just a great conversation and something I won't probably ever forget. But after Baylor died,
1: a lot of people told me that cardinals were um, just kind of like a sign of your loved one in heaven and just to be looking for those and I just didn't really feel like that was true I was remember being like God I want you to show me like a bluebird just because I felt like it reminded me of Baylor more Um,
0: and I don't really ever remember seeing lots of bluebirds here but now this spring as the birds are coming out um, I don't see any cardinals anymore like as of right now like I just don't see them in that window anymore um but I see a
1: bluebird this one bluebird all by itself all the time and I got it on video the other day and even this morning I opened the front door and this huge burst like burst of um birds
0: kind of Bursted off the field, and in the mix of it, they were all like brown birds. And in the mix of it was that one bluebird that I see all the time. And the other day, I watched the bluebird float around for like five minutes, and it's just crazy. I don't know if I'm just noticing it because I'm really searching for it, but it's crazy that we, I feel like last spring. Used to always watch the Cardinals, and now all I see is that one bluebird and no Cardinals. And it's just something that I wanted from God, and I remember intentionally praying for. And I feel like God has answered that prayer for
1: me, and it makes me feel a lot of joy and sad when I see that bluebird. It's already hard enough to picture your son, your Lively little two-year-old up in heaven, but to get a message here on Earth through nature for me is everything.
0: Okay, I totally apologize for the super emotional podcast today. If these even come out together or whatever, I haven't cried really hard in the last few days. I wanted to just add one more thing to my podcast for today just because I feel like it's one of those things that I just keep thinking about over and over and so to get it out and say it, it it's the best way for me to like kind of move on from that that thought is just about um which I know I'll this will be a thought of mine for the rest of my life but um it's just about if we were all meant to be if this life was, you know, planned in God's hands before. It's just a hard question that I've always had. I'm like, well, why would God give me Baylor and then take him away? It's just kind of a question I'm still wrapping my head around and looking for answers, and I want to believe that, but it's just hard. But one of the things that I think is just so crazy to me is I feel like God has given me and my family so many gifts personality traits and even Baylor personality traits I've talked about this a lot about Baylor from like day one it brought me so much comfort because he uh, had this personality of just being able to go with the flow it was so different for me because Benson if he didn't get to go with Bodie anywhere it was like a nightmare um you know he was just so upset it would be so hard and Baylor of course wanted to be with both his brothers but he was just so content to do whatever was he was supposed to be doing if he had to stay back with mom he was happy with that if he had to go run an errand with somebody he was happy with that if he didn't get to if he had to go to bed early and the boys got to stay up he was happy with that um which was so crazy to think about um we were so lucky
1: he was one of the things i never want to forget which is so horrible and sad but um when we told our boys
0: that Baylor wasn't coming home from the hospital and that he went to heaven um Bodie yelled out but he was the best
1: one It's just so true. I mean, it's not, not one of my kids is better than the others, but Baylor has such an incredible personality and demeanor. He was just such an angel and we all knew that.
0: All right, but I wanted to get out the focus of this thought before the baby wakes up from her nap. Um, I just feel like God has given me different gifts as a mom to be able to still parent my kids and do all the things that I want to do in my life but also deal and
1: live with the grief that we have experienced and that will always be a part of our life I just feel like I've always had a gift to be able to like shut a door and go look the other way and focus on something else like kind of like decomp
0: or um compartmentalizing I just feel like it's always been something that I could do. I could be really stern with one of my kids and then turn to the other way and be like, hey, like, anyway, let's move forward. Um, I don't know if it's just like a teacher thing or a mom thing. I've always worked with kids. So maybe I've just kind of learned that. Or is this a trait that God has given me that he knew I would need in order to like continue to be a mom, which is like my most important role of my life right now. Um, I mean, it will be forever. but like right now, we're just I'm in the heat of it, um with just little kids and and everything. But I just feel like I was given that gift, and it has this part of my life dealing with the grief. I have needed that gift that God gave me every single second. When I go to work, I work one day still at our church and where my kids go to school as the music teacher. And I see Baylor's class a lot. It's the hardest thing ever. But there's something about me in those days that I work that I'm kind of like in teacher mode. And I see them. It's like the worst
1: punch in your stomach you'll ever experience. Or you almost just are like gasping for an air. Like a fresh, clean air that's not sad. I see I see the kids that were in Baylor's class, or Baylor's teacher, and I just kind of look the other way, I recognize it, I take a deep breath, and I swallow down, and I go on with my hopefully cheerful teacher music class. I don't know, I'm thankful that
0: I'm able to do that. I guess it's just like one of those things that you wouldn't ever think that that might be the favorite thing about you, Um, you know, you think about your personality, or, or it really anything about yourself, and you know what are your strong (laughs) things about yourself and your maybe things that you really have to like work on, but I never thought that that portion of me um, would be so relevant and important and literally almost like a lifeline for me. If I didn't have that trait and characteristic, I don't know honestly how I would wake up in the morning. So that was the end of the recording session from that day back in March. I know that was some pretty heavy stuff. Listening back, I, of course, am sad and crying and remembering. Honestly, I remember that saying those things and having those feelings like it was yesterday. But what I'm really thankful for is that I am not dwelling on those specific things dark thoughts right now, Um, it's just I've come a long way and of course there's other things that are currently flooding my head with worry and fear and grief and sadness but it feels good as someone who is grieving to be able to say I've kind of overcome that hard feeling or I've really come a long way, it feels really good. So I give you props if you hung in there and listened to this full episode because I know it isn't easy to listen to someone be so sad, but grief is something that we can't escape in life. It's it's going to happen at, for everybody, and while that's really scary, it's also such a comfort to know that you're not alone in whatever grief that you are experiencing right now. And I know that everybody who's listening to this is not someone who has lost a child, I think. That's safe to say, but this podcast hopefully can be a little bit of uh, inspiration for anybody who's going through a hard time. Maybe you're grieving um, the fact that you are not going to have babies anymore and you're moving on to like a new chapter in your life. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe you're grieving a, a dog that has died, a relationship that has fizzled out. So I'm hoping that I guess my hope for this podcast is always that someone can listen to this and feel like they're not alone because that's something that I searched for for a long time is I didn't want to feel alone in my grief. If you enjoyed this podcast episode today and you want to continue to follow along on my journey to finding a cheerful life and continuing to try and find those cheerful moments in the midst of grief... Click the follow button, share this with your friends who might be going through a hard time. And I hope that you will tune in to my next episode that will be out in two weeks.